answer me? Second, or will he answer Jesus first? He looks at me through Christ. Well, praise the Lord. It's indeed a great day to be alive. My name is Yang Okuchiang, and this is Life Extraordinary. I trust that you've been blessed uh, with the uh, different messages we've sent ahead, and I trust that you're taking time also to, you know, go through the scriptures and sharing those with your friends, your loved ones, and thank you for those of you who've been, you know, getting back to us and letting us know how you've been blessed. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. And thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word. Your word indeed is life and gives us life abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son, Jesus, and what Jesus has done for us by his death, burial, and resurrection. And Father, we trust you, Lord, that you help us to propagate your gospel far and wide. And Father, lift up Jesus, lift up your name. And bring glory to your name. And Father, anoint the ears of the hearers to hear the truth that's going to be coming forth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So once again, I'm going to be uh, picking up from where we left off the last time. Steps to dealing with anxiety. We've already had two installations. And this is going to be the third one. I encourage you, get a hold of your Bible. And let's just kind of dig into what God's got for us today. Yeah, let me quickly read this portion of scripture before I go to, you know, uh, follow on through with our text. We've been looking at, um, we've looked at Matthew chapter 6, and let me kind of begin there today. Matthew 6, from verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. You see, like we said, worry and anxiety have their roots in all those things about our needs, our care, and things like that. And they come up with questions. You know, questions that just bombard us, bombard our minds that seem not to be able to find answers that really satisfy them. So he said, do not worry about your life. Jesus is doing the speaking here. What you shall eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. It's not life more than food and the body than raiment. In other words, your life, the breath that you're breathing, your body, all of that is more valuable than food, more valuable than clothing. Well, God gave you your body. God gave you your health. And then verse 26, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Did you get that? Are you and I not of more value than birds, than plants and all that? Of more value to who? To God. You know, like we did say in our previous, uh, one of our previous uh, messages, See, God created the whole animal, birds and everything else, the whole plant kingdom. All of that was put here for us, for man. So if God is taking care of the things he put here for us, like birds, the lilies, and putting colors on them, beautiful colors on them, how much more? That should tell you and I that he already cares for us and much more than he cares for the plants. You know, you, you know about the, you know, uh, an animal like uh, the lion, no matter how things are hard, no matter how hard things are in the forest there, the lion is never going to eat grass. No, he will never eat grass. Not at all. That's just the nature of the lion. Praise God. Because God provides for the lion. So if God is providing for the lion, providing for the elephant, providing for the uh, plants, 
and the th- those are the things he put here for us, that means as a good God, as a good father that he is, he's already made provision for you and I. And that's why he, he tells us what to do in the word of God, not to worry. Now let's come here. Let's come here to 1 Peter chapter 5. I just want to come to something here very interesting. 1 Peter 5. This is just so good. See, the word of God is just so powerful and rich. Hallelujah. And I trust that you are really, really ready to dig into this. Now, from verse 6 here, it says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Then it says, Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares about you. Did you hear that? You see, it begins there in verse 6 of First Peter 5. It says, Can I humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then exalt you in due time. But, you know, he doesn't end there casting. See, it's part of humility for us to be able to, for us to actually cast our cares on the Lord. It says, casting all of your care, not some of it, not most of it, all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. In fact, I want to read the Amplified Classic. I really like the way the Amplified Classic renders those two verses. So the Amplified Classic here is so illuminating. Let me begin reading from verse 6. Therefore, humble yourself, demote, lower yourself, that's what he's saying, in your own estimation, under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting, now listen now, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. You know, in our previous uh, messages, previous installations of this message, we saw there steps to do on how to deal with our anxieties. The first one we said we saw there was take no thought. Take no thought. And then the Word of God tells us not to worry. Don't fret or have anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't fret. Don't have anxiety. Yes, if God tells us not to do something, he's given us the wherewithal to do what he's told us to do or to not do what he's told us not to do. Now, read there. It says that casting the whole of your care, not some of it, all of it, all of our anxieties, all our worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares about you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. I want to see, I want to put emphasis there, it says once and for all. You know, what are the cares? Those things that breed worry, anxiety, well, where, where am I going to eat? Ah, there's so much talk about inflation, hyperinflation, people losing their jobs, economy being so hard, here and there, back and forth. There's, I mean, everywhere you turn, it's all inundated with bad news. And when people hear that, they start saying, oh, how is that going to affect me? How is that going to affect my job? And then we've just come through the pandemic. In fact, really, when you go to doctor's offices and even some places today, pandemic protocols are still in force. So there is the fear of that. In fact, we're even hearing that there most likely will be more pandemics coming down the pipeline, coming down the road. In the midst of all of this, what do we do? We don't take the thought. We don't take that thought and begin to mutter it to ourselves and begin to bombard our minds with it. No. 
In fact, and the Word of God tells us not to fret and not to not to fret or be anxious. So that's not just going to happen by us keeping quiet and just trying to keep a blank mind. No, that's not going to happen. We've got to open our mouths and declare what the Word of God says. No, I will not worry. I will not fear. He cares for me. He cares for me. I'm beginning to impress God's Word on our minds, on our thinking, uh, to, to completely silence the voice of doubt, the voice of the enemy, all that is coming from the outside here. But it's so important as we read here, I love this portion. It says once and for all. So there are times when you, see, we don't need to. It's not supposed to be something we do every day. When you cast those cares, you leave them there. You've heard about, oh, they're going to lay off people at where you work. Uh, I, and the thought begins to come, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay school fees? All of these thoughts are coming. You put them, you throw those thoughts on the Lord. Now, the beautiful thing about it is that when you cast your cares on the Lord, if he has them, you don't have them. And because you don't have them, you're not going to be worrying or fretting. But if you have them, he doesn't have them. I've been there. I know what it means. I know what it feels like. Yeah, there are times you will go and say, oh, I've thrown that on the Lord. And it's, you're good for some time. Then after a while, it like, it's like your mind picks it up and begins to chew on it again and bombard you with it again. You have to keep standing your ground. No, I've cast them on the Lord. I've cast the cares on the Lord. I've cast the cares on the Lord. Yes, that's the fight of faith right there. That is us. You know, like the Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not kind of a mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down in imaginations. So we cast away all those imaginations of, you know, lack, deficiency, or disaster, or anything. No, you cast those away. You see, as I read this, and we're just reading from First Peter there, Peter is the one that wrote this portion of the scriptures. You know, as I read something like this, I begin to check myself. I mean, is, does he know what he's talking about? Is he practicing what he is telling us to do? You know, was is he practicing what he's preaching? You know, as uh, we go here, in fact, I want us to see this. Back in Acts chapter 12, this is quite, uh, you know, so important, quite poignant here. Something happened here, and let's kind of, uh, right here in Acts chapter 12, the church was under severe persecution. In fact, James had just been killed. So right here in Acts 12 from verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. He just killed James. And it's kind of interesting. You know, one thing as I read about this here, James was killed and you read about how people were killed and, you know, martyred. We don't hear about so much agony about how the family you know, went through a turmoil and all of that. No. In fact, these people were just so sold out. Yeah, they don't get me wrong. They felt a sense of sorrow. But at the same time, they were so glad they were able to live and die for the Lord. Their families felt the same way. When you read stories of heroes and matters of faith like this, it's amazing how gloriously and boldly these people faced death for Christ. <laughs> Isn't it something? But look at this. Verse 3, and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, so Herod saw that this pleased the Jews, so this gave him, you know, a political favor, we might say, and uh, caused him to, to clamp his hold further on the people. He proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the day of unleavened bread. 
So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. So you get the picture. James, one of the three that Jesus would take with him, like they took with him up the mountain of transfiguration, he'd been killed. Now Peter was now taken. Yeah. And Peter, he knows his faith is likely is going the way of James. But you know, something that I see here, and the, the intention is to bring him forth before Passover, bring, bring him out, uh, you know, before the people after Passover, and next thing, execute him. But listen here, from verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, in prison, but certain prayers was offered to God for him by the church. And thank God, well, yeah, thank God the church is praying for him and all that. But let's check up here about Peter. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with chains between two soldiers and the guards before him. And you read through about 16 soldiers were right there close with him. Two quadrants of soldiers was right there close with him. Isn't that something? And Peter went to sleep. Yeah, you might say, well, you know, he knows he's going to heaven. But listen, how many people do you know? Yes, we as Christians, if we die at any point in time, it's always victory. It doesn't matter when it happens. It's always victory because Jesus conquered death for us and gave us the victory. But how many believers do you know? Yes, they know that they're going to heaven when they die. If they knew that death was imminent and was sure to come to them, how many of them do you know would fall asleep? And just go to sleep. But you see here, Peter goes to sleep. I've always thought about that. And he slept so soundly. He slept so soundly. Well, the church was praying. And I commend the church for prayer for praying. And I believe they should have been praying. But the man who was concerned himself was so fast asleep. It wasn't just a nap or anything like that. He was so fast asleep as we come to see him. The angel came, woke him up. He got up, walked with the angel, went out of the prison premises, went out to the outskirts of the city before he came to himself. In fact, uh, as we read here in uh, verse 10, when they had passed the first and second guard's post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. They went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, in fact, all that was happening prior to then, Peter thought he was seeing a vision or probably dreaming. So he was so soundly asleep, so sound, that in verse 11, when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod, from the expectation of the Jewish people. Think about that. This is the man that wrote us, do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Sorry, uh, I, I quoted Ephesians there. This is the man that wrote to us in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, upon him once and for all for he cares about you affectionately and cares about you watchfully this is the man that wrote that to us so he must know what he's talking about peter must know what he's exactly talking about do you think about do you can you imagine the level of anxiety worry that would have come on him how are they going to kill me what's he going to be like 
but he would not allow any of that to face him. He just went and fell asleep soundly. Yeah. <laughs> Peter must know what he's talking about. I said, Peter must know what he's talking about. Now, the question is there now, why, how come Peter was able to sleep so soundly that he had walked out of the prison, walked out everything, and he thought he was still seeing a vision and all that. And it was when the angel departed from him and the outskirts of the city was when he came to himself. How come Peter slept so soundly? You know what I believe? This is it here. You know, remember, after Jesus had been raised from the dead, and Peter and the rest of the disciples had gone fishing. And uh, you can imagine Peter had denied the Lord. And the Lord had, uh, you know, he, 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 the Lord had forewarned him, warned him ahead of time, that Satan was going to try to break you down and sift him as wheat. But Peter knew the master never made any mistake. But he said, no, Lord, I'm ready to die for you. And Peter meant it. He meant every word of it. But you know, there are times we mean things by own ability and all of that. And that's, uh, that's the reason at times we don't take seriously, even when the Lord is trying to warn us. Peter meant every word that he said. But listen, when temptation comes or testings, we need God's help all the way. There's just no way we can do it by our own ability. And it's part of humility for us to take the help the Lord is offering us. As a matter of fact, talking about dealing with anxieties and fears, you casting those cares on the Lord. It's, a, it's, a, it's humility in acknowledging, Lord, you know what to do with this. And you give it to him. And he knows what to do with that bill that needs to be paid, you know, school fees or whatever thing it is, health crisis or whatever. When we put all those cares on him, he knows what to do with it. Hallelujah. And uh, you see what happened here with Peter? Peter cast the cares on the Lord and see how it turned out victoriously. But let's see here. So Peter had denied the Lord, but it so happened, the Lord approached Peter and said to him, Peter, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than this? Feed my sheep, feed my sheep. It was interesting the Lord made that statement three times. You know, making that statement three times, he was giving Peter three times opportunity three times to make it right. See, the, Peter denied the Lord three times. See, the Lord is such a gracious God, loving God. And listen, Peter, you may have failed and all that, but here's another opportunity. Do you realize there's always another opportunity for the believer? That's how powerful God's grace is, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And why was it that Peter was able to go to sleep and sleep so soundly? The Lord said to him, in John 21, after he had said to him, feed my sheep, verse 18, most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, you get at yourself and walk where you wished. But when you are old, now as you grow to be old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. And the Bible tells us, this is spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. In other words, the Lord already said to Peter, listen, now you're able to go about and do whatever you want to, but the time is coming. You are going to preach this gospel to where you're old. And somebody, younger ones, will lead you to where you would not want to go. The Bible said the Lord was speaking of that he will speak this gospel when he's old and even give his life in death. 
And Peter looked at him, my goodness, I'm not old yet. There's so much ahead for me. The Lord already gave me the word. Even though right here, Herod intends to kill me. I know. I threw, I just cast this, the cares of all of that on the Lord. The Lord will show me deliverance. And he just went to sleep. See how powerful the word that we believe is. Hallelujah. I hope you see how powerful the word that we believe. He just went to sleep and slept so soundly. Hallelujah. Casting the whole of his care, all his worries, once and for all on him. For he cares for us, the Lord cares for us affectionately and cares about us watchfully. So we see the three steps. Take no thought. Next second, don't worry. See, don't begin to mutter to yourself the thought of failure, anxiety. No, don't worry. Keep from worrying or being anxious. Next thing, cast the cares on the Lord. Cast the cares on the Lord and simply go to sleep. And Peter went to sleep. Hallelujah. I say he went to sleep. Even though so close, it looked like, oh, uh, give up. Nothing is going to happen. He just went to sleep. And left in the hands of the Lord. Did the Lord not deliver him? The Lord delivered him. And Peter kept on preaching the gospel. He kept on going from place to place. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Listen, dear friend. We have example after example in the scriptures. To reveal to us what the Lord will have us do. See, every time in our lives. There will always be an opportunity to be, to be scared, to worry, to be anxious, and do all those things. Pull your hair out, wring your hands. What you cannot do, leave to the Lord, and the Lord will take care of it. That child, that prodigal child or prodigal daughter, son, or whoever, that situation that has been staring you in the face and you've thought every which way to make a headway, just give it all to the Lord. He'll make a headway. Let's go together right now and believe God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I trust you with my brother and my sister right now in this situation where they are. We cast those cares on the Lord. Cares of finances, you know, cares of situation, family situation, whatever the cares are, worry, whatever is breeding anxiety, we throw that all on you. You say you care for us affectionately and care for us watchfully. Friend, cast the cares on the Lord. Literally throw your hands on him. Say, Lord, all of these are yours. Hallelujah. And as you do that, don't keep, just thank the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord, for taking the cares from me. Thank you, Lord, for taking the anxieties away from me. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Just like Peter, yes, you will be tempted from time to time. You'll be tempted from time to time to pick up the cares again. No, you're not going to take it. In Jesus' name, you will not take the cares. Glory to the name of the Lord. Dear friend, thank you so much for letting me come into your space. I love to keep hearing from you. And please keep sharing these messages. Keep letting others know about how you've been blessed. Jesus is indeed Lord. Hallelujah. We will preach this gospel all over the world. At your workplace, share the good news with different ones and help us pass this message across so many others could hear it just like you are hearing it. Until we meet again next time, it is me. Yango Kutiang saying, we love you. God bless you. It's indeed a great day to be alive. Blessings.